So, when you go to a family gathering, there are two things that you're not supposed to talk about. Religion and politics. Now, I'm a pastor, so I am thus obliged to speak about religion and faith. And when you come here, that's what you expect. The one dangerous place for any pastor to talk about is politics. Because everybody has an opinion, and none of us agree. And is politics really the thing to talk about in church? But I am also a pastor, and I am a shepherd. And so I feel that part of my role is to point out things that are happening in our world and in our lives and in our social media feeds. And I need to speak a warning sometimes. And so please do not hear what I am not saying. I am not making a political statement here about anything about Trudeau or conservatives or the PPC or the Maverick Party or whatever your political leanings are and whatever your feelings about politics are, what I'm about to say next is not referencing that. What I am talking about is our faith and how those fit. So I saw this picture. This is a picture of the Freedom Convoy 2022 Riding through the Red Sea with the waters split on either side. Some of the comments on the posts were things like this. Love this one. Let my people go. Another comment. So perfect. We are at the Red Sea. Watch. Canada. Deliverance draws nigh. Friends, this is what we call Christian nationalism. It's not heresy. Heresy has a very specific meaning about the, the denial of God, who God is, and what God is like. But this is not Christian. And those comments are not Christian. No matter the intention of those who posted it, let me definitively say that this is wrong. This image is claiming the very specific deliverance of God's people, clearly mandated by God and led by God with a specific, and it's, it's merging it with a specific political ideology. And that is dangerous. That is a mixing of politics and faith in a way that has historically been shown over and over again to bring nothing but shame to the name of Jesus and those who want to walk in the way of Jesus. As we drove through Lloyd Minster on yesterday, there was a, another mini freedom convoy ripping around Lloyd, honking their horns, waving their flags, and and I saw the cross and the Canadian flag mixed together. Look, if you want to support the Freedom Convoy, that, that's your decision, right? I'm not here saying you have to agree <laughs> with government mandates. You are free to protest, absolutely. That's, that is 
each of your own decisions. But to claim that it is God's will, to marry it with the story of the Exodus, is dangerous to your faith and to our gospel witness. It is to most definitely, like, I just want to warn you, do do not fall into the trap of the enemy who will deceive you into thinking that the leaders of this movement are a modern-day Moses who will lead you to God's freedom. The freedom convoy is not the exodus. And so do not put your hope in false kings and false leaders who would have you believe that their political ideology is the same as the gospel. Friends, the gospel is the good news that Jesus is the enthroned king. That Jesus is the leader of our world. That freedom is found in giving your life to Christ. That freedom is found in surrender to King Jesus. That freedom is found in following the way of Jesus, which is lowering yourself, giving up your rights, serving others to the point of death. And that is where freedom is found. That is the call of the gospel. And so do not forget it. If you want a Jesus freedom convoy, it's going to look like this. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, Jesus said. Because the Lord has anointed me. He has sent me to preach the good news to the poor, to proclaim the release to the prisoners, to the recovery of sight to the blind, to liberate the oppressed, and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Don't jump to that second last line about being set free by the oppressed. If you think a vaccine mandate is oppression, congratulations, you've lived a life of privilege. This Sunday, we were going to talk about racial justice and prepare ourselves to talk about the blanket exercise, to experience the blanket exercise and do Indigenous learning on Friday. And, and because of COVID, we decided to, to wait. And so I was left with this Sunday, and I was like, what are we going to do to liberate the oppressed? We were going to talk about children, five and six years old, removed from their home, sent to schools that are, quote, had graveyards but not playgrounds. You want to talk about oppression. Come talk to me when your children are removed from your home, when the bodies of missing children are unveiled at the grave sites at these schools. Talk to me about oppression when your homes are taken away from you. Then we'll talk. The good news of Jesus is good news to the poor. The release of the prisoners. Recovery of sight to the blind. It is liberation for those who are truly oppressed. And so I'm, I don't know about you, but, but I'm exhausted. I'm tired. I've been watching my friends all sign off social media because they can't handle the news cycle and the Facebook posts and the Instagram posts and the news, and it just becomes exhausting. So how do we live in this time? I want to just call us back to what we read this morning. Greg and I were reading Ephesians 4 uh, this week together. There is a call in Ephesians 4 to move away from the old life to the new life. 
And some of the things that Paul writes are, well, frankly, just really hard. <laughs> but here the call to, to crucify your old self and your old ways and your old habits with Christ so that Christ can bring you into resurrection and new life. The desire of God is to bring you new life, a new way of being in this world. And so he says, you didn't learn these sorts of things from Christ. We have to learn the way of Jesus together as a people. This isn't natural. This doesn't just happen. It's, first, you must learn the way of Jesus by reading the gospel, studying them, by, by listening to those who who know well the path and walk of Jesus. And so he, he paints for us, Paul paints for us a picture of the new life that we are called to have in Christ. Therefore, having gotten rid of lying, each of you must tell the truth to the neighbor because we are parts of each other in the same body. Be angry without sinning. Oh, isn't that hard today in this world? Be angry without sinning and do not let the sun set on your anger. I'd like you to know this is the most positive statement about anger in the entire scripture. You can get angry. Don't let it get a foothold is what the NLT said. Don't let it last. Let it go. Don't provide an opportunity for the devil. Work with your hands. Do good so that you have something to share. And now here, a word for each of us. Do not let any foul words come out of your mouth. Okay. Only what is helpful when it is needed for building up the community so that it benefits those who hear what you say. Don't make the Holy Spirit of God unhappy. You are sealed by him for the day of redemption. Put aside all bitterness. Losing your temper, anger, shouting, slander, along with every other evil. Instead, crucify that, bury it, learn from Christ. Those were my words. Verse 32, be kind. Be compassionate. Forgive each other in the same way that God forgave you. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. The lectionary passage this week actually is perfect. Again, in this moment, 1 Corinthians 13. It's the word that has been set for the church to read on this day for hundreds of years. <laughs> Love is patient. Love is kind. It isn't jealous. It doesn't brag. It is not arrogant. It isn't rude. It doesn't seek its own advantage. It isn't irritable. 
It doesn't keep a record of complaints. It isn't happy with injustice, but it is happy with the truth. But it also puts up with all things. It trusts in all things. It hopes for all things. It endures all things. not making a political statement. I simply want to warn us of the dangers of mixing your faith in the story of God with political views and ideology. It always goes badly. We are preaching through the book of Exodus. We see how God is moving in the story of Exodus to liberate his people. And it points us to the great liberation that comes as Jesus becomes the new Moses who liberates his people and brings them into the freedom of the good news of life with Christ. That's our Exodus. That's the one that we preach and we celebrate. And if you want to put a picture on Facebook, let it be of you walking through the Red Sea proclaiming the way God has brought freedom to your life, has brought you from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. Praise Jesus. That's our exodus. And however you want to engage in the political debates and words in our world, is that however you want to engage with Facebook or Instagram or people who have different views and the ones who are flying their flags and honking their horns or who are sitting at home cringing and angry. Let the Gospels of Jesus transform you. Be people like Paul writes in Ephesians. Not angry in your sin. Do not let anger get a foothold because the devil will destroy you. Do not become arrogant Do not become loud. Do not hang to your own rights, but instead follow the example of Christ who shows us what love is like. 1 Corinthians 13, Jesus, let me just, if you you take 1 Corinthians 13 and simply replace love with Jesus, you see what Christ is like. Jesus is patient. Jesus is kind. Jesus isn't jealous and doesn't brag. Jesus isn't arrogant. Jesus isn't rude. Jesus doesn't seek his own advantage. That's Ephesians. He did not seek his own advantage, his right to be with God, but actually humbled himself to be a slave that he would be a servant. Jesus doesn't get irritable. Jesus doesn't keep a record of wrong. Thank the Lord. Jesus isn't happy with injustice, but Jesus is the truth. And so let us put on the nature of Christ in all that we do, in all that we say, and some of us, boy, that's going to be hard. (laughs) I know. And we are tired. And we are weary. I sense it among us. And so I call us back the transforming work of Christ, that we would find our rest in him, 
our attitudes would be changed in the way of Jesus, that we would be transformed by the gospel. And I hope that that will give you hope. And I hope that that will give you strength.